hear us here in Host of the Hour, first to follow the fox named Neve with books slaved before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. We're back. We are. It's only been a week. Yeah. Um, we did realize that we forgot a, a really important thing last time. Yes. I literally um, thought you said it while I was kind of being tired and zoning out yeah. uh, while you're doing the summary and then didn't bring it up because I was really tired and zoning out. Which, yeah. not to say I'm not tired and zoning out today, but I feel like I have a little more situational awareness right now. That's good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the gayest thing happened last time. Yes. <laughs> um. So... Uh, Thorfinn, which is one of the, the like Orkney guys, um, he was getting ready to sail and this guy named Thorkel, who, uh, was sort of involved in, in all of the, uh, drama, uh, goes and lays his head on Earl Thorfinn's knee, uh, it says, and bade him to do with him as he pleased. Um, and Thorfinn ends up saying, uh, you know, and, and, Thorkel is going in being like, you know, you might like kill me or banish me or something. Um, and Thorfinn says, what I want most is for you to stay with me forever. Uh, and you can never leave without my permission or consent. I have to like give you permission to leave. Um, and also you're obligated to defend my land and also perform such labors as I decide on. Um, and both of them seem really happy with this arrangement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is, uh, the unjust depths adage, is it gay to be an adjutant? <laughs> and the answer is yes, every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know if we want to get into the rest of the saga, but I wanted to make sure that we address that because that was yeah. very important. No, no, that's true. That, honestly, that might be more notable than anything that happens today. Yeah. Um, sorry, I think I just hit my mic. Um, you did. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I have a bad feeling about just the overall rest of the arc of the saga, but we'll see if I'm wrong. Um, okay. honestly, I, there's so much of this section that we read that I don't entirely remember because I didn't care. <laughs> um, um, I'll be honest with you. I read this like two days ago and I still don't really care. Yeah. It's like that bit with the spear, that was pretty sick. And uh then it's just like a whooshing noise. Yeah. That's we, it. That's what that, that's it. I think that, that might be it. Yeah, so we we've get like uh King Olivier uh doing an expedition in Halogaland. Um and uh he like recruits some people, he's like trying to convert various people. Um He's learning that in Trondheim, once again, those people from Trondheim, the Trondheimers, um, they're up to no good doing their heathen sacrifices. Uh, so he goes and goes around and tries to put an end to that stuff. Um, I feel like there's no like really good crunchy. He just kind of like threatens them until they, they concede. There's a little bit of fighting between them, but, mm. um, there, we gone are the days of laying a cloth over the edge of the the pot to not breathe in the lamb vapors or whatever. Um, yes. So yeah, it's a it's a lot of just uh, fighting and Christianizing, really. Um, 
And uh, I guess the one part in in all of this that I thought was uh, a little bit more entertaining um, is they have like a, a an idol of Thor that they like bring yes. out. Um, this is sick because this is straight out of uh, Prince of Egypt happening in this <laughs> chapter. Yeah. Um, and so King Olivier has uh, one of his followers named Colbain the Strong, who I thought this line was just funny, uh, has a big quarterstaff in his hand of the kind called a club. <laughs> Yes. Um, just because I feel like club is so much more common now than quarterstaff. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, he basically has uh, Colbane wait until everyone uh, turns away from the idol. And then at that moment, he's t- meant to smash it. And so the <laughs> the pagans are like, here's our God. And like, you know, cower before him. Where's your God? Mm-hmm. And Oliver is basically doing like, oh, he's all around. And like, here he comes now with a great light and the sun rises. And like, he has them all look to the sun. And as the sun is rising, Colbane strikes the, the, or strikes the uh, idol and it falls to pieces. And it is is the quintessential problem of, uh, you know, the Judeo-Christian God that it's not embodied. Mm-hmm. And part of the faith is that it doesn't, does not get embodied, like as a rule. Um, so they're like, we worship Thor. We see Thor every day. We've got an altar to Thor. Y- your God is like a thing that you say is pervasive, but that just means that you never see it. So how am I supposed to believe in a guy you can't see? And they're like, well, where's Thor now? It's like, well, it's raining. We keep him indoors and it's raining. <laughs> He's made of gold. It's very delicate. You yeah. see. Uh, and it's like, oh, it's not supposed to rain tomorrow, motherfucker. Like, well, then the Thor will be out and you can look upon him and worship him then and like that's exactly what we'll do and then (laughs) that happens and they're like okay the sun's rising and they strike thor the thor thing and it splits open and like bugs and rats just start pouring out it's like incredible yes just (laughs) mice as big as cats i think that that is just rats (laughs) and everyone goes well i guess we're gonna worship your god then (laughs) yeah um so I thought I I loved how like in line with Exodus story this is. Uh, yeah. it just it just is like simpatico in a way that's very smart um, and good. It's also the kind of thing where you read it and um there's like a a veneer of truth over this, but it feels so much like it. It's just the you know Saint Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland kind of thing. Yes, um where it's like. This is a deed told about him, but it's like far more just about him, like bringing Christianity to the land rather than like an actual deed he did. Um, and then uh, I forget where it is that we get all the stuff with the spear. Um, so first off, we have the whole thing with um, what's this guy's name who um, Asbjorn, uh, who just is trying to get some shit. He's just like, my people are starving. I really need grain. And he goes south where everyone's got grain. Like, well, the king said we can't sell to people from the north. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? My people are starving. And everyone's a real dick about it. And they find a loophole um, to, like, go around the law. It's like he gives the grain to, like, lower class people who can then sell it to him without impugning the king, like, getting the king's anger. Right? That's the loophole that they find. Which is still going to um, get the king's anger and still gets the yes. king's anger. But well, then he goes, then he goes north and he passes the guy who has like been an asshole to him and refuses to sell him the stuff. And he immediately sees what happens. Like, oh, that guy's always going around the king's wishes. Um, and it's a real shame. Um, and then, um, kind of like 
not not even like aligned with that like just as Bjorn's you know got trouble because they take all his stuff and he's sent home or whatever um later he's just on a boat he's just hanging out on a boat and they pass another boat and this guy's like check out my spear look at the look at the crazy shit i can do with this spear and just like yeets it across into as Bjorn killing him instantly just like straight <laughs> through him and it's like damn dude that guy yeah. did no, no harm to nobody he was just trying to feed his people <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then uh doesn't somebody save the spear and give it to somebody else yes. to get revenge? Yeah. Yes. Um this part was also interesting to me because um they're like the key players in this are uh Ausbjorn, which is like Bjorn means bear. Mm. Um and then we have Thorir the the hound and Thorir the sea seal and Thorir the seal is like the one who's good on land and can best the bear on or the one who's good on the sea and can best the bear in the water but then the bear can best the hound but then and it's like there's like a weird animal thing happening here where I don't know if it's just happenstance by their names um hmm. or if there's like some other weird thing happening with like some other myth being weirdly encoded here um, yeah. but there's a bit like literally the bit is is Carly who's like uh uh t- there he there he is like the the Slayer Seal the one in the blue kirtle and then Asmund is like oh I should give him a red kirtle and just yeah. throws the spear <laughs> through him um and it's a real shame um it's such a good line we we haven't had like good saga lines like that in no. in a lot of this I feel like and um, then um and then uh. Asbjorn's father gives it to Thorir to he's like you you must hold on to this and you must you know avenge him yeah I think Thorir the hound is the one who yes. gets it to avenge the yeah <laughs> but then Asmundur and Kier, uh, Carly go to the king and immediately tell him what they did and the king seems totally fine with it because like fuck that guy yeah King Olaf, not very saintly. I feel like I, while reading this, I was like, oh, the saintliness is just about his Christianization, not that he was a saintly individual. It is going to be a real shame the rest of the story, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do get a mention here. Uh, this is the part where I was like, oh, I remember some of the rest of this. We get a mention of King Knut or King Nut, if we if we want to uh, do that. King Nut. Um and I was like, oh, fuck, I remember now that King Olivier of Sweden exits and then King Nut is going to come in and be the new king who's like, you know, bickering and stuff with King Olivier. Um, at least they have different names now. That's the like that, good news. That's something. I'll take it. Um, and then there was all the fighting between uh, like the farmers and the king here. And I was like, oh, this is like so much of the end of the, the saga too. Um, is I don't remember if it's how he dies, but like he's going to be going to war with the farmers for a while uh, later yeah. in this. So um, I hope there's like little good nuggets in there. But I, I remember like the overall arc of it. And I was like, there's like nothing that cool on the horizon in terms of like big story beats that I remember. So, um, but hopefully, hopefully we'll get fun little nuggets. Um, one thing that I thought was, uh, like slightly funny here. So there's the story of, um, the king's child is being born at night and nobody wants to w- wake the king up because he doesn't like to be woken up before he wakes up. Even though he's like, his child is literally being born right now. Um, and also if they don't, 
the the child might die uh is like weekly um and so they're like well we need to baptize this child but nobody wants to wake the king up uh so the scald sigvat uh he names the child um and then i thought it was interesting that uh he's named magnus after charlemagne uh which in in norse would be carla magnus um which one of those like weird moments where like you know Constantinople gets mentioned? You're like, oh yeah, there's like other shit happening here, <laughs> like off screen. Yes. So, um, but it was just wild to me thinking about like your child is being born and may potentially die, and everyone's so scared of waking you up because you're just grumpy about it that no one's gonna go wake you up. <laughs> mm. Um, sounds like a, a horrible man to me, honestly. Um. But, uh, yeah, and then we get, um, oh, the, the one other thing I, I we maybe could have put chapter 124 with the next section, because we're also going to get a little bit of the, um, King Olaf here trying to, like, further Christianize the Icelanders next time, but, mm-hmm. which we get a little bit, uh, at this final chapter that we read, but I think that's about it. Yeah. We we hit the the few kind of interesting parts. Um, I just remember I don't know exactly when it's coming, but I just remember like chapter after chapter of like the king gathering men to fight against the the farmers and stuff. We'll get through it. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like Nibelungleid's next, and we just have to figure out the version, right? Yeah, if you happen to know what version of the Nibelungen lead we should uh, read, let us know. There's like, when I, I did a cursory examination, there's like one that's like, this is the one that everyone uses, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. If you Google it, you'll find it too. And if that's the one, that's fine. Um, but you never know with stuff like that. Yeah. If people are opinionated. Uh... <laughs> in, in two separate ways, both canonical works often have old inertia heavy translations that might not necessarily be good in a modern context of where readers who know things and are willing to like you know look at a new translation and also nimble is like ground floor of a certain type of fucking nat- like european nationalism yeah <laughs> they might give us pause all the time we recognize that it's a it's a weird uh conflicted ground we were about to trot upon but i really want to read it so yeah um, and I, I don't know if I'll have, uh, the time to, to, re- cause all of my podcasts are just turning into reading podcasts now. Yes. Um, but I do have that, uh, Tolkien book that's about, um, like trying to reconstruct the Volsunga saga or whatever. Um, yeah. and I, I want to read that at some point. So I don't know if I'll try to read it alongside the Nibelungen lead or if, um, if maybe that'll be a future book we read or something, but yeah, it is. It is specifically A.T. Hato's trans prose translation is the one that everyone seems to recommend. It's like the Penguin Books version. Yeah. Um, so if you if you know more than that, hit us up. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, that's it for books. What yeah. are we reading next time? Uh, I have the schedule. We are reading chapters one twenty five to one forty three. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's all the work. Now we can have fun. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, basically the same. Um, 
I'm still kind of in limbo at work. So uh, you need to be like, hey, motherfuckers, train me. It, it's not even like I, I did finally have like a day where my boss like talked through, hey, we like build this spreadsheet and then this is how I do the quotes and stuff. Um, so I feel a little bit more grounded, but uh, also in this way of like, I feel like I, I know the processes slightly more, um, but I'm still adjusting to just the products that I'm working with being so vastly different and like vastly simpler, which in some ways is nice, but in other ways is like um, when they were really hard products, like really difficult to understand products, I would have like a week where I was just like trying to understand them. Um, and that would like ground me a lot in them. Whereas like, now I'm doing very simple stuff where I have to like basically get right into trying to pick products that we would add and stuff like that. And it's just, it's like so out of my routine, I guess, uh, that I still feel ungrounded, but, um, yeah, mostly just been catching up on podcasts and, uh, watching VTuber, mostly Nerissa stuff and then like clips from other stuff. Sorry, I'm boring. <laughs> no, you're fine. How is um how is Narissa doing? Um good. Uh the the collab with Kiara was pretty fun. Um I think like of recent streams, that was the one that was the most uh I think she's she's pretty good at like the Zatsu stuff. Um so there's just sometimes when I like often she will finish playing a game and then just go into Zatsu mode and then I'll that's like often the best part. So um I, I do think it's bizarre how much, like, I'm not saying that she hasn't uh, given some fuel to this, but how much the Clippers are just all about, like, she said something suggestive. Um, it seems like that's all the clips that I ever see being posted places. Um, and again, she's she's not entirely innocent in that, but I, I find that is not the charm of watching her streams. So, um the charm is like her dorking out about Naruto while Kiara's just like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> um, so, but I do feel like she's more willing to lean into just being nerdy about stuff, which has been nice. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I, I hope that like grows as just part of what her streams are. So, um, and yeah, Fuamoka seemed to still be killing it. Um, so the thing with them <laughs> is they're just fucking professionals who are very yeah. good at their job. And they definitely like take, cause like one of the things that I know you like about Nerissa and it like, I think it's like an appealing is that she's immediately extremely normal. She's just a woman who got a VTube model and she's like, she's like going to play along, but she's nor, she is a, She's a American woman just talking about some shit she's into, right? Yeah. Fumoko are like getting up early, doing vocal training to get into their voices. They saw a doctor before they debuted to make sure that the voices <laughs> they were going to do are not going to destroy their voices. They even they just said this and they, they start on the dot every time and they've got like 30 minutes to do their morning show and they've got like four different segments they're going to do. And they've got like back and forth call and response with them and the audience. It's like they're a package. They know what the fuck they're doing. They're, they're yeah. highly gimmicked. They're always in character um it's like it's like watching like a vaudeville act and yeah hollow live english in particular just doesn't have that kind of vtuber it's much more common i feel like in the japanese set of vtubers and even then often people lose it 
And, you know, they'll probably loosen up a little bit. But, like, because there's two of them, I don't know if they will as much as, like, everyone else does. Because eventually, like, I don't care what your gimmick is. Uh, like, Pekka needs to be able to talk for six hours to nobody, right? You just yeah. eventually open up and start being normal. But they have each other to constantly reinforce the act. Uh, yeah. It feels very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's almost uh I mean they're not doing bonsai uh from what I've seen it's like not that formula but there yeah. is like that energy of like the comedy duo on stage to them uh mm-hmm. even though it's a little bit more like relaxed and not just doing jokes but like it has that kind of energy that I think it would be easier to sustain uh sustain so yes. um like I, I think doing VTubing would be fun if I just had a bunch of free time, but I would also probably want to do some like duo thing at least a, a large portion of the time because I find it easier to talk with like someone to bounce off of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do think that like still some of the appeal with Nerissa is like, there's like one where she was talking about how, um, Specifically, like, going into this, she thought about, like, how much do I want to do, like, a character? Um, and then it, just in the thing that, like, uh, this feels very true to me. Um, like, how I, how I would feel as well, which is, like, if people like me, but I'm doing a character that's going to, like, mess with my head more than if I just try and kind of just be myself, but, like, you know, performy version of myself. Um, yeah. because then if people like me, then I feel like, Oh, okay. Like I don't have to keep this up to like have people still like me. Um, and I was like, that feels real to me and how I would probably, that's how I approach podcasts is I'm definitely doing a more performy version of myself, but I'm still being myself. Um, yeah. So, but I, I fully understand, especially with something like VTubing, the interest and appeal of going the other direction. Yeah. Right. Uh, specifically like, Fumoko had like prior VTuber personas. They are still active in their real life. Per, like they, they were entertainers, are entertainers in their real life identities and are still continuing to do that seemingly. Um, not nearly as big as Fumoko is already, but like they're not going to give it up much like other English VTubers have done. Yeah. Um, and so I could see wanting a highly gimmick character that's a very like performative thing because you are still out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's also just different because there's two of them. It really is like a shortcut to success. There's two of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been catching some Nerissa stuff. A lot of her stuff is just kind of long and low key. So I really wish she had like a condensed clipper. Yeah. Um, if, if she had a clipper, I think like a person who's doing that kind of, uh, here's the full stream, but condensed down mm-hmm. the stuff that you want to see. Um, I tried to watch her and Kiara stream also. And I love Kiara. My original Oshi, but, uh, she's fucking cringe and her opinions are so basic. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I, I looked at that for a little bit and I just was like, I can't, I, I like her. I like Narissa. I really love Kiara, but I can't listen to talk about bad television. It just makes me like my skin crawl. I have to walk away. Yeah. Um, one part that I thought w- was, uh, funny in that is, um, cause Kiara likes, uh, Cats the musical, the like movie. Yes. Um, yes. and Narissa like goes into this very long, like, uh, she's 
clearly a professional when it comes to like recording music and like the production side of music stuff um mm-hmm. and cares a lot about musicals and so she's talking like in depth about like so the the way that most musicals are performed is that there's like an orchestra or a band that's playing the music and then the yes. the actors have to sing along with it and they also have to perform along with it and so like you might have uh certain like drum beats or like cymbal crashes and someone is supposed to do hand motions in reaction like at the same time to punctuate a specific thing that's happening or like they'll tear up a paper and they'll be they're doing it in time with the music uh and she's like the way that the cats happened is that they just had them acting and they would have them just start singing and then they went in after like you would with a movie and they did the soundtrack underneath it and because of that, you don't get the like acting is in sync with like a, a orchestra playing. And it was also like very difficult for the orchestra to try and match like what the performers were doing. And like the tempo gets like kind of weird at times from it. Um, and she was like going into this like very detailed, like this is why like the way that they produced it destroys like the charm of musicals. And what's also, uh, <laughs> it's important to state. Uh, yeah, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and I don't so, want to talk about cats. Cats is technically struck work. I'm not going to talk yeah. about my problems with cats in the movie. Anyway, she goes into all of that, um, and then reveals that she has never actually watched it. <laughs> uh, cause she just like objects to the way that it was produced. Um, and so now that's, Kiara that's is going to try and get her to watch her. it. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't come to my VTubers for their media taste. I would always be left wanting if that was the case. I just have to let it go. Yeah. In fact, part of the appeal I like I had a like about VTubers is um watching them mostly interact with video games and internet culture, stuff that I find often hard to not take critically just in a performatively positive way that I'm like, man, if I could enjoy any video game as much as most VTubers enjoy the most boring dog shit video games in the world, my life would be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did watch uh, today the Terraria stream. Um, and I was like, this game seems just so boring. Like I would, I would hate playing this game. <laughs> Terraria is like one of the classic builder games. I've never played it, um, but people do love it. Yeah. But I I just, the the idea of just like going around and gathering stuff and building stuff. uh, Minecraft also just sounds terrible to me. I I, I just don't want to do that in a game. (laughs) So. I love Minecraft. I'd play Minecraft right now if I had people to play it with. I have like a hopefully someday standing obligation to play with some friends, but it keep everyone's busy. It's hard. Yeah. Um, that's mostly where my VTuber watching is at, though. Um, I feel like I, I have a growing awareness about other VTubers now just because I'm getting served the like clips and things. Um, in a way where I was like vaguely aware of certain VTubers, but not quite as much as like, what's their deal? You know, um, there's, there's a lot of VTubers that when you're not like actively watching stuff, uh, you kind of just know as anime girl drawn on Twitter in the same way that like, that's gotcha characters do. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, I'm like gathering all the stuff for, for podcasts that I have to read. That's been like part of spending my time. Um, 
getting Yukoku Nikki. Uh, I already have all of Nana, but like figuring out how we're going to do that. Um, like how are we going to pace it? All of that. So I feel like I've been, I've been kind of boring lately. Mm hmm. Um, that's fair. You're allowed. Yeah. I mean, we been playing any game. I guess, uh, my toddler and I did beat, um, well, we, we beat quote unquote, uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, but then there's like, after you beat the final boss and see credits, there's like a, another world you go to, um, where you're trying to like gather up the spirit of somebody. Um, Wait, what final boss did you fight? Uh, the like final, the ultimate life form or whatever. Oh, in the big Dark Souls fight. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The, the other stuff after it, but you saw the real big important thing. Yeah. Where Kirby throws a truck at, evil demon it's pretty sick and you have to mash uh a or b or whatever a bunch yeah yeah um for those parts i had to be like you just have to give me the controller or we're never gonna beat this game because you you cannot push the button fast enough for this game i'm sorry <laughs> uh you are four um but there's still stuff to do, and so my kid still wants to do stuff. Um, That's fair. I did a little more after that, but not a ton. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to when we can finish Zelda. Because <laughs> we never oh, did yeah. that. Fair enough. Um. And then also, I've been playing not a, a ton, but I played a little... Um, of Caligula Effect Two. Um, Hell yeah! And I'm I'm in the segment after like the first dungeon where you're like going around helping people. Yes. Um, but it's like it's gone on a lot longer than I thought without the game like giving me here's the next thing to do, and I don't know if I'm just like not exploring the right areas or what. So there's but... no there's no hard time limit in that game. Uh, you don't have to worry about how yeah. you spend time. Um, also. There are eight bajillion side quests, and they're not worth doing. Uh, like, spend time with your party crew to build their... Whenever you get a chance to do stuff with them, to build their, uh, like, affection. And I met, was able to max out everyone's affection just playing the game normally. I didn't have to grind for anything. Um, but all the side quests in the game are, like, not worth it. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I don't think they're worth it. Um, right now, like, because I feel like at some point, there there's going to be, like, another dungeon. Um, but I just have a bunch of side quests to do and I, I don't know how to like move on the story and I, that's more what I want to do. So, um, and I don't know if there's just like a side quest that I have to complete for whatever, but maybe I'll look up a guide and figure out what I'm supposed to do next. Cause right now I feel like all I have is running around like doing side quests or just like texting my crew. Um, so you, you beat Machina in the first boss battle, right? Yeah. Okay. So chapter two, I'm just looking. So um, you go to the station square and it shows how causality links work. Yeah. And then you go you go back home um, and you just go back home and it triggers the next bit of the game. I feel like I went back home. Maybe I'll just try that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. 
Because uh, basically you just kind of do any character quest you want to do and then you go to where the game is pointing you. Normally you just take, I don't even know if you have the train yet. I assume you have the train yet. Yeah. You just go like home and it, it advances the day, like in a persona sense, um, to the next story event. Okay. Um, I thought I did that, but maybe I haven't. I know that I've been like going around to different areas. Uh, yeah. And Which is not the same as going home. Yeah. Um, but like at first I was like, oh, it wants me to like learn about the, the causality links or whatever. Um, and so I like, I did a little bit and then I was running around being like, what do I do next? Do I have to like, cause there's one that I hadn't completed yet. That was like one of the first ones introduced. I'm like, do I have to finish that? Um, and so then I was like running around trying to figure out what to do. And then I was encountering people who are like clearly going to be characters that I will get in the party because they just yeah. have like f- full i'm a protagonist portraits when i go yeah. talk to them with like uh protagonist names um yeah. and i was like i feel like i'm supposed to have like moved on by now yeah um, i did this exact thing and then i looked up how, what i would get for doing all the side quests and everything and i was like i'm never doing that i did like everything i could before i progressed and then never did another extra thing that wasn't like character quests <laughs> okay yeah, I might just I might just do the character quest stuff because yeah. um, the only cool thing from side quests so far has just been getting the the questions that you can text to your friends. Yes, um, but then also there's some where it's like you know uh, you'll get like multiple that are like what kind of movies do you like to watch or what kind of music do you like to listen to what kind of TV show and like you do like two of them and then you kind of know what the third one's gonna be. <laughs> um. I've yet to have them surprise me with those questions. So, um, but okay, I'll yeah. I'll try to go home and make sure that I'm progressing it. Yeah, are you playing that on Switch? Yeah, yeah, that's where I played it. Um, um, that game runs at maybe the most astonishingly low resolution I've ever seen, but it's fine. It's good. It's good time. Yeah, I I far more value just being able to play something handheld over um you know high resolution frame rate yeah. all of that um yeah um like the you know i the got i played that before i got a steam deck which would open all my options in 2023 but it's fine uh it's totally fine yeah doesn't matter game's good um i should get a steam deck because it does seem like the answer to some of my problems but yeah. Not all of them, but like a few of my problems, you know, a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one solution to everyone's problems. Yeah. Whether gaming or otherwise. Um, and I, I truly still have not like encountered a reason strong enough to, to want to get one of the new consoles. So, Oh, fuck no. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I had the new Final Fantasy on there, and then I I listened to all of my friends react to it, and I was like, eh, oh. I can probably skip that one. That might be you fine. You can probably skip that one. It's it's really it's weird because like I immediately went to fourteen. Fourteen's a bad game, but it's infinitely better than sixteen. And sixteen is just like a fucking speed bump in my mind. I think more about Forspoken, and Forspoken's also a terrible game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about how I would like that. to replay ten and ten two, and that sounds like a way better use of my time. <laughs> fuck yeah um especially doing chrono cross they put the itch in me to to go back to 10 and 10 too that's fair um 
I'm not saying they're they're completely of a I kind. I think but... Ten and Chrono Cross are simpatico. I yeah. think there's like a vibe. I I see it. Yeah, and not just because they're both like tropical. Yeah. Um, there's still like a a certain energy to them yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean they were in development basically the same time, so makes yeah. sense. Um. Otherwise, I've been I've been trying to listen to more music again, but um, I can I'm I'm the wrong person to talk to about this. You've yeah. got a whole other podcast that needs time killers. Uh, ask Auto about music because I'm <laughs> so bad about it. <laughs> um, I feel like both Autumn and I have been kind of bad about listening to music lately. Um, but I'm I'm trying to get back into it. So, um. I've just never been that kind of person who just listens to music, um, and I don't know how, and I don't know how to be critical about music. I've just never, it's like a weird blind spot to, like, the way I think about things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I've had a a distinct lack of time lately. Like, I I just want to watch the Zeta New Translation movie so I can listen to the GGP episode about it. Um, and I keep being like, I guess I could watch like half of it tonight after I recorded this thing or whatever. I mean, tonight I have to go to, I thought the first movie was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, tonight I have to go to to bed right away because I have to wake up early tomorrow, but week, um, my, my, uh, general schedule is going to be shifting slightly next week too. Cause, um, my kid is going to go to a different school that has, uh, earlier pickup time. And so I'm going to be doing like seven to three forty five instead of uh eight to four forty five, which is my current usual schedule aside from when I drive into work. So we'll see how that stuff plays out too. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go to bed earlier just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I've been playing uh playing quote unquote Pokemon Sleep lately. Um, and I feel like they're going to start suffering. How does that even work? I don't actually know anything about Pokemon Sleep. Um, so during the day, it's like a very light clicker kind of thing where you have like the five Pokemon and you just check in and you click them and they like give berries to the Snorlax or ingredients Mm. that you use to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the Snorlax. Uh, but Mm. it's like very low time investment. Um, and... That like levels up the Snorlax to higher sleep power or whatever. But then when you, when you go to bed, uh, you need your like phone plugged in because it is going to use some of your battery. Uh, but then you like put it face down, like on your pillow or like on your bed. You're not supposed to like cover it with like blankets or a pillow. Um, cause then it could overheat. Uh, but, <clears throat> and then I think it's doing something with like detecting like movement like if it's like shifting around because you're moving in bed or like listening to noises as well to try and determine like how deep of a sleep you're in um and then based on how deep of you are sleeping like overall it will determine whether you are like if they call it like dozing snoozing and slumbering sleep or whatever uh or balance and then those will determine like what kind of Pokemon Snorlax will attract. And then depending on how much you've leveled up the Snorlax for that week, you'll like get more uh, Pokemon 
who will who will come and then in the morning you can like you you check all of the their sleeping styles or whatever and it adds to the pokedex and then you can try and catch some of them and then they hang out um so it it feels like very light as like a game uh and it it really is more just like trying to encourage you to get more sleep uh, cause if you don't sleep enough, then your Pokemon don't get like as energized and you don't get as many Pokemon showing up and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and it, I feel like it has made it me a little bit better at like trying to keep to the bedtime that I, I want to have. Um, it's just like that slight extra layer of like, oh yeah, it, it's getting to be like, I should go to bed. I should do, I should go to bed. Uh, cause I have like a thing that's making me think about that, but, um, at some point I'm just going to be like, no, I want to stay up late and watch a movie. So that'll happen. Uh, the Pokemon sleep app will be mad at me. It'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I do when I play, uh, Pokemon games, I do name uh, this is just like any game. I'll do like various fun names, but there are certain Pokemon that will make me think of people. And so I'll name them after my friends. Um, so right now I have a, a, a few people named after friends, including um, I named a Wobbuffet after you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I don't feel like I give off Wobbuffet vibes, but it is my favorite Pokemon. So yeah, it's, it's less like the vibes of the Pokemon and more just like, does this Pokemon strongly remind me of of a friend? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's vibes, and sometimes that's just oh, I know somebody who really likes this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but right now I have two Eevees in my party because I I want to get various evolutions. So, no, oh, okay. Um, And like whenever I have a uh, Jigglypuff, um, I name it after Emily because Jigglypuff's her favorite Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cute but angry, just like her. So okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What What have you been up to? Nothing. Work's been really bad, and so I've just been watching Deno Coil for Beach House, which records is already recorded when people are listening to this, and uh, playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's it. I just that's it. I've got nothing. <laughs> I've been I've been watching a Star Trek. I can't talk about it. struck work. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Um, My life's been extremely boring lately. Do you think I would enjoy Deno Coil? Ooh, I think that you would probably like it a little more than I do, but I don't think it's worth your time. No. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't dislike it. It's totally fine. But um, I think it's like reputation is like as a like a fantastic show is uh, not unfathomable. I understand where it comes from, but I just don't think it's like a thing that's going to hit either of us that hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it didn't hit me that hard. I'm, I'm like, I'm positive, but like, you know, m- middle of the road positive on uh, on it. Um, I think you would want it to be weirder, um, and it's not. It's not very weird. Okay. Um, yeah. When I when I look at it, I am hoping for it to be weird. Yeah. 
there's like one really good weird episode um and then a couple that i like are almost there but yeah i might i don't think i think you'd mostly be like this should go way harder um yeah because it's not really about the internet in in the ways that you think it would be it's more about um like a nostalgic look at childhood as like a space of alienation and they use the internet but not in a metaphorical way like lane does or anything it's just there um it's like what it like what if it was melancholy like digimon really describes the the vibe of deno coil i think okay yeah, I, n- I never had a Digimon phase at all. So, yeah. Um, I had a Pokemon phase, but not a Digimon phase. I think there's distinct differences there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. get into Digimon until like last year, right? So I, yeah. I understand. Um, um, yeah, the other, I, I've been wanting to get back to uh, Ideon, but uh, I fell off of it after like the four episodes that I watched. And then I've just been busy. And like, um, when I do have time, I'm like, oh, I got to catch up with GGP or whatever. Um, so I, it's like, I want to go back to it, but also I haven't watched it in weeks now where when I think about I want to watch anime, I'm like, oh, I want to watch like Macross or Gao Gaigar. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and get back to it though. Um, I have a feeling that my cross will be my, my vibe. Um, I like watched the, um, Robotech version a long time ago and barely remember it. Okay. Um, and then Gal Gygar, I think is, I don't know if you've seen Gal Gygar. No, it is on a short list of potential GGP backup shows because I really, okay. of all the super robot shows, is the one that I most want to like see. Yeah. But, um, catch me watching anime in my free time ever. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy Gao Gaigar. Um, I, I think it was like my introduction to super robot, like it's an actual full show that I watched rather than, um, you know, just like catching an episode of an old super robot or something. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's just particularly fun. So, um, I love the, the look of Gal Gygar. Oh yeah. It's a cool robot. I have the real grade to build. Yeah. I want to get that. Um, but I have so much gunpla that I need to build right now that I have been doing a j- good job stopping myself from buying more. Yes, um, I am on a no no purchasing uh, vow until I clear my backlog. I even got rid of some uh, some kits. So yeah, I there was a part where um, I forget which website it was, but it was like one of the main ones that I use. They had the. Um, Oh, why am I why am I drawing a blank on its name right now? Uh, the Kapool, the the one that's like a Kapool inside of a Kapool. The like it's from like Bill Divers or something. Sure. Um, it's like the Momo Kapool or whatever. Uh, no idea. Ask me in four years. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the thing that it's actually from, but I just think I like the Kapool from from uh, Turn A a bunch and. Uh, was just happy to to see 
some sort of kit of it that you can get. So I pre-ordered it. So that's like the one thing I have waiting in the wings. Um, mm. And I think if the turn X, uh, I posted a picture of the, the kit. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And I think if the, the turn X uh, ever went on sale again, I would probably break my not buying oh, kits yes. for it. Turn but, X is worth it. It's fucking sick. Yeah. It's a cool build. Um, it, it doesn't go together like anything else in the entire history of Gunpla. <laughs> I know I I wanted I want to do the build, but I'm still in the middle of the perfect great unleashed, uh, mm. which has been cool, but it's also just uh, a lot. like I'll spend an entire night and I just build an arm and it doesn't even have like it's like the first layer of the arm, so you don't have like yes. the additional detail layer or the armor layer done, and I'm like this is this is just taking forever. So, um. I, I think I'm going to get, like, the under part all built, and then I'm just going to take a break and do, like, an HG, just to, like, yeah. have the satisfaction of completing something. <laughs> yep. So, and then I'll go back to it. Um, But I haven't even been building Gunpla, because I'm too busy. Yeah. It's hard out here. Um... Anyway, I think that's it. I don't. I don't know how yeah. much. I'll. I'll say it again. I don't know how much milk we can get from the stone. Okay. Joao well, still has not explained it. So <laughs> we'll be back next uh, next week with more book. Mm-hmm. Please look forward to it. Um, let us know if you know anything about the Nibelung and Leiden, which version we should read. And uh, that's it. I think. Um, yep. Where can people find you? Um. You can find me at FoxMomnia on Twitter, co-host, Blue Sky, basically anything that I'm on. Um, that's the, the name that I use. Um, and if it's a thing that allows you to pin posts, I will have a pin post that links to all of my podcasts. Uh, go listen to Ghost Divers. Um, I think our psychopath season has been really good. Um, I, I'm nervous about doing the, the question bucket and having to turn it around for the next day. Uh, we're recording that tomorrow night, but, um, I'm sure it will be fine. Um, and we're doing Nana next. So I'm excited about that. Uh, oh, another venue to talk about Nana. Yeah. The manga. Um, and then if you want more of me reading manga, uh, on Ornate Stairwells, which is currently just the non-homophobia zone. That's just the name we're going to put on those episodes while it's, uh, on hiatus. Um, we're going to be reading Ikoku Nikki, which, uh, I know multiple people really like. Um, and I, I basically only know what people have told me about it. So I'm excited. Um, it sounds interesting. Um, I, I think that's about it. Um, pondering Putan is always there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at neuralmapping.com, including this one, which comes out every uh, Wednesday night, uh, except for the weeks we take off. Uh, we promote it on Thursdays. If you see the tweet uh, or the post on Blue Sky or co-host, please reblog it. That's the only way we get the word out. We appreciate it. Um, things of mine you should check out other than that. Uh, you should watch me and Dia finish Gabriel Knight 2, which we did uh, last week as your t- time you're listening to this. Um, it was 10 episodes to play through Gabriel Knight 2. One of the greatest games ever made. Um, had a great time. You should watch us play it. 
uh, instead of playing it yourself, honestly, because uh, it's just an FMV game. But uh, I think we did a good job reacting to it, gave it our all, gotten some weird cul-de-sacs of memory and thought. And uh, already out this week will be our first episode on Flower, Sun and Rain, the Suda51 DS adventure game. It's like a remake of a PS2 game that doesn't have an English version. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, I've seen like parts of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like stairwells, you should you should uh you should watch us play Gabriel Night too because it is also a ridiculous <laughs> trashy thing about gay men in Europe <laughs> and blood. <laughs> There's blood too. Yeah, <laughs> all classics of of stairwells. There. Yes. <laughs> uh. uh ridiculous game uh but that's it we'll be back next week like i said uh thank you so much for listening and we're out of the podcast remember we were out of the podcast we